Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Honest Chats with JL. Um, if you're new, welcome and uh, consider subscribing. If you're returning, thank you so much for returning. Appreciate you lending your ear to this brand new episode and um, just letting you know we drop one every single Tuesday when I'm on holiday, which I haven't been for a while. Anyway, kind of. Anyway, so. In this episode, I talked to one of my friends, Jake, and um, I've known Jake for upwards of about six years, and so, um, you know, we live near each other, so (laughs) he actually dropped, um, we scheduled to have this episode, and so I just pretty much texted him, he's like five minutes away from my house, recorded it, it was um, a lot of fun, a lot of fun, and I love laughing with Jake, so I hope you enjoy it, Um, little review, leave a rate or a comment or a comment wherever you're listening to this from let me know how it impacts you if you have any questions if you have any comments uh, something you'd like to hear um, and just also another quick plug-in the women are coming i know there's been a predominantly male um, number uh, number of guests here on this show but um, i've got some really incredible women lined up to talk about some different issues as well and different um, conversations so hope you like it hope you enjoy it let's jump straight into my conversation with jake i'll just start recording cool it's got something something um so that's still going to be recording. Yeah, so teaching. So you're studying teaching at the moment? Yeah. For everyone who doesn't know you, please state your name <laughs> and address. Uh, am, I, am I in court at the moment? Or, uh, no. So my name is Jake Evanson and I'm here for the trial of John Luke. <laughs> my trial? Why yeah. am I on trial? I don't know. Is it called a spill? It's probably because you spilled your tea just a moment ago. Oh, it's just so bad. <laughs> How long have we known each other now? Uh, 2014, 2013? No. Yeah. No, surely not. Well, you reckon longer or less? Yeah, longer than that. I knew you. I knew you before Josh and I were youth pastors. Okay, then you knew me when I was a bit of a pipsqueak. A shorty. An annoying teenager? Huh? Pipsqueak, is that what you call it? Pipsqueak? Yeah, (laughs) why not? You've never heard that um, No, I knew you when you were tall, but it probably was one of the, I don't know, maybe one of the cranks? Oh, okay. Yeah, that would have been 2012, I think the first one oh, happened. Oh, gee, wow. Yeah. There you go. Six years. Six years. That works. That's a pretty good run. Yeah. yeah. Four years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it gives us a bit more credibility. Let's just stack those years in there. Yeah. Yeah. We can pretend if you want, like 2008, yeah, just... Well, and a couple more years. I hadn't I just come out of high school in 2008. <laughs> yeah, I definitely didn't know you John thing then. Oh, mm. man. Yeah, so... And we live near each other, but don't give your address, so... No. Oh. No, I wouldn't want people to stop me. That, that would be great. But, yeah, living near each other and... We've had dinner. We've had dinner once. Three hours dinner. That was a good dinner, though. That was a great dinner, yeah. Though. Um, I gotta tell you, I got hooked on um, the ice cream that Flick brought. brought along. Was it a connoisseur one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had Laura buy me 
Oh, another tub for my birthday. The trick she is like get it, it on special, man. Yeah. If it's not on special, don't buy it. Mm. So, yeah, I bought another tub on my birthday. So that's going to take me like six months to get through. Yeah, cool. From the trigger. So yeah. by the time you come back to us, we'll, you'll be set for another one. Pretty sure I will be. Cool. Or I'll just bring the tub that I got. Yeah, cool. And no, I'm not going to do that. I don't <laughs> want to share it. <laughs> <laughs> You're greedy like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once I'm hooked on. Yeah, so go yeah, no, 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 no. I was just gonna say, did you ever see um, Friends episodes? You like Joey? I'm like Joey. Yeah, how? Joey doesn't share food. Oh no, that oh, I don't share food. There you I go. Do not. I tell you what. The other night we went out with uh, with some. Yeah, we went out with some friends, and Laura was like. Hey, do you want to get this and I'll get this and then we'll share? I'm like, no, I don't want to get that. <laughs> isn't that a, isn't there an unspoken rule in like marriages and relationships where if the woman wants like chips or something from you, mm-hmm. you make sure she gets her own because then she's not picking off your plate. That's right. That's right. That's an unwritten rule. Okay. What is a rule? Yeah. I don't know if it's, yeah. She doesn't pick off my pay, plate uh-huh. often. I just it's just been sneaking in it has it has been sneaking cut in cut that out just <laughs> she had uh, she got a vegetarian pizza I'm like I do not want to eat a vegetarian oh. pizza well, they're not bad but meat's better <laughs> I had an all meat mm. pizza mm-hmm. um, yeah. Be good. yeah so anyway teaching yeah. is your passion teaching. when did you find out that teaching was your passion um I guess thing. I, I always knew I wanted to work with young people. Mm. Uh, just never knew in what capacity. Yeah. Um, at the time, I was serving in a youth ministry. Um, so, and I, I would volunteer at a school um, nearby. And I remember I was working a warehouse job at the time. And um, there was this guy named Andy. Yeah. Um, great guy. And he, he wanted to get out of the, this warehousing job. So he goes off... Um, I needed to sit my pre-app test in, uh, in TAFE. And so he goes, oh, I've got to learn all my year nine mathematics all over again so I can pass this test. And like, I was, I was, I'm still fairly confident in my mathematical skills. So I said, oh, look, what I'll do is I'll print out some stuff and I can sit down with you at like lunchtime and work through it. Um, so over the next couple of weeks, we worked through um, some of the stuff he had to relearn. Um, he went and sat the test and passed wow. and over that um, those couple of weeks I, I just really enjoyed being able to help um, in a way um, that helped someone get somewhere um, it wasn't just help for the sake of helping um, mm-hmm. and it just started to grow I mean already um, my wife at the time was uh, wife at the time she's still my wife <laughs> <laughs> she's listening to this today, I'm sorry uh, <laughs> I still love you. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Uh, my wife, whom I I've been married to. <laughs> I, I think we were married for six months to a year at the time. Six, about six months. Yeah. Um, she was going, oh, come on, babe. Like, go do something. Like, can't stay in the warehouse job forever. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. But I had no idea until that um, couple of weeks where I helped uh, Andy out with his mathematics. And um, yeah, just um, a bit of like a pin drop as well as a bit of a kick from 
wifey. Yeah, um, yeah. What about, and she just goes, what about teaching? Yeah. And then all that kind of just um, was put together. My passion for helping young people, um, being able to help Andy, and then obviously a good kick up the backside. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so, and then um, I guess that passion has grown as I've gone. So I'm still in my third year of teaching. Um, so I'll be graduating mid next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so super excited about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely. And over the last couple of years, it's just um, my philosophy and the way I, I dream about doing things in the classroom with kids and um, how I can help them develop, not just academically and with the curriculum stuff, but develop socially and um, in life skills and all mm. of that kind of thing. Um, something that's really sits at the core of who I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, I've, I've seen in a prac classroom, even just teaching how do you do banking skills wow. through a rewards program. Yeah. And there was interest and there was transfer fees and there was auctioning and all this kind of stuff. And there's amazing use of. Um, a real world application but in the classroom setting yeah um and so i think that's really who i am um as a teacher or to teacher to be you know so yeah. are you doing primary school or yeah doing primary school that's awesome yeah so i'd love to work with um i'd love to work with between year fours to fives but um wherever i end up i know that's where god will put me you know mm. um but yeah, I, I think I connect well with that age group. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I used to work with teenagers, so it's the closest thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because there is, I think, even now at the moment, really a high need for mm. male yeah. primary school teachers. It's, yeah. a, it's a really, um, it, there's a lot of women yeah. instead in, in that space. So yeah. I, think, I think you'll do good yeah. because you've got a heart for kids yeah. as well. So oh, I, I love it. and. Yeah. I always thought if I was, um, wasn't serving in the youth ministry, um, or if I didn't go back to serving in the youth ministry, it'd be probably a kids ministry. Yeah. Um, wow. But yeah, so. Wow. Yeah, kids are pretty awesome. So what what do you what would you say in serving a youth ministry? What's what are some of the biggest challenges that you encountered um, that kids are facing these days? Yeah. In youth. Um, I think. The great one of the greatest challenges is the fact that someone's got eyes on them at every moment of the day, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. And what I mean by that is social media. Yeah. Um, the because of our, the influence of social media, and uh, don't get me wrong, I think social media can be a hugely um, wide reaching positive tool but at the same time um, the way it does get used by kids and teenagers um, it it can be really damaging to their um, self esteem and um, how they view them or how they view themselves um, and then what they go on to do Mm. um, with that knowledge or with that perceived knowledge so I guess when I was in youth ministry, I, I, we really noticed that kids would um, use social media as a cry for help yeah. or to be putting someone else down, yeah. Yeah. Um, which was huge. So um, something that we always said to our leaders is if you ever see something on social media, the first thing um, 
to do is, is to one pray for that kid yeah um and then two go and hopefully you've already got a relationship with them or get the person with the relationship with that person to go have a chat sure. yeah. um i mean i think that's why the are you okay day and things like yeah. that have become such a huge thing Absolutely. in australia yeah. um because we're starting to realize the value of sitting down with someone and saying are you okay mm. um yeah, so I think that's probably the main the main, main challenge that our teenagers are facing today. Mm. Um, just everyone's eyes on them all the time. There's that high pressure to perform as well yeah. in schools, yeah. um, like the ATAR system, and saying like kids are being told to choose basically what they want about their career before they've even left school, yeah. and that and that's tough. And I experienced that personally as well. Um, I got to the end of my schooling, I completely flunked out, somehow graduated, so I can't really say flunked out, but they had to drop me down so many levels in different, all these different classes for me to be able to graduate. Um, and partly I think that was because I didn't have a set goal, but I didn't want to have a set goal because I was, I was 16, 17. How did I know, <laughs> how did I know that I wanted to be a teacher? I mean, it, it took me five, five, six years of maturity mm. and um, working yeah. and finding out who I was um, in Christ, in my own, in my own self, um, and then obviously getting married as well um, to finally realise that all, all my um, thoughts, my talents, my um, niches fit into this thing called teaching. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And what are you finding? You know, you've, you've obviously had a bit of crack in primary schools. Mm. What are you finding the the challenges there? I mean, you're work, mm. at the moment you're working with in ESL, so that's an, a transition yeah. kind of period for people yeah. who have migrated to Australia, don't yeah. know how to speak English. Yeah, still a primary school, yeah. but uh, what are you finding in primary school overall? Uh, some of the challenges. Um, I think. The greatest challenge, and some people argue, oh, but that it still needs to be a curriculum-based thing, is that kids who don't find what they're learning relevant will not engage. Okay. Um, and so the greatest challenge, it, and it's more so a challenge for the teachers to present the information in a whole new way, mm. is in like keeping that student engaged. Because if you can keep the student engaged, interested, and believing in what they're learning not just for the sake of learning that they have to know their um, five times table because it's their five times table, but um, make it relevant to their lives. Why, why is it worth knowing your five times table? Well, okay, you may have to, you might be down at the shops and you may be getting five $10 items. Well, what's five times 10, you know, that's yeah, 50 bucks. Oh, I, I remember that from my five times table. Um, <laughs> so if we can, it, as teachers, I think, and this is what um, we get taught at um, university as well, is if we can keep the learning relevant, then the students will engage. Mm. Um, yeah. The moment we stop doing that and we teach for teaching's sake, we will lose them. We'll lose them. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think that's the, that's, the, that's the greatest challenge with our kids in school to, schools these days. How do you make maths relevant to a six-year-old? To a six-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty, pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, Count the cars. They love cars. 
You take him out to yeah, the street. Yeah, I suppose it's a, it's a time where it's a little know, bit, yeah. You know what, I, I remember being in, I think it was year two, so I would have been seven, six, six turning seven, and I remember the, the teachers took us out to the fence to count mm-hmm. cars and to do a simple tally, and that's just tallying and just counting some cars, but we found it awesome because yeah. we were like, oh, check out that one, and, you wow. know? Yeah. It's something simple for a kid. And to us, it doesn't look that great, but yeah. it's still relevant for them, you know. Mm. Yeah. And so, obviously, like you said, you, you know, almost flunked out at school. Mm. And where do you think you would have been headed? Because um, obviously, you, you know, you had a lot of people around you who were supportive and mm-hmm. you know coming from a Christian background who then would have told you like God has a purpose and a plan for you. Yeah. And then, you know, after school you're ending up in, in warehousing. Yeah. Um, I mean, how hard was it to believe that God has a purpose and a plan for you? Um for me it was actually pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um I mean there was definitely moments that where you're like oh, Come on, am I serious? Are you serious? I'm still at this job. Why am I at this job? I'm, uh, I was loving serving in youth ministry and everything, but I'm like, come on, surely there's something better. And I remember driving down um, Marangaroo Drive one day on the way home, and I'm like, oh God, like, seriously, is this where you want me to be? Like, just, I just want you to speak to me. Mm. Um, and it was just one of those like it wasn't a crying out moment but it was just like a conversation and I was just like oh my god like what is this and I I don't know how else to explain it except for it just felt like this strong silent voice if that makes sense mm-hmm. just going a place you were exactly where I want you to be stay mm. um, it was for a time and I learned a lot yeah. because it helped me mature. It helped me um, learn how to work with other people and um, all of that kind of stuff in regards to growing up and becoming an adult and everything. Um, so I think that's that's what... It's, it's, everything's a process, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. Because I think if I had been going straight from high school into university and let's say I did suddenly choose uh, teaching straight away I don't think I would have had the same passion and the same belief in the profession and everything than what I do now right Um, explain that so having come from a time where I didn't do well in school I didn't believe in the value of an uh, education and um, because even though I was a relatively smart kid, there was just the pressure and everything I just couldn't take at the time. Mm-hmm. And I just put that down to maturity. Um, so I think working for those five, six years helped me, uh, and even like preparing messages for youth helped me develop my writing skills and um, then having to maybe write a report at work or... Mm-hmm. Um, it, like down to the just even having responsibility I think is huge yeah. and that in itself those things building up as part of that process mm. leads to having maturity and then led me into teaching I guess does that make sense? yeah yeah cool so responsibility was an important part of that mm. yeah absolutely because yeah. you're 16 
Yeah. You don't care about the future. No. Not at all. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be marrying a gorgeous woman within <laughs> a couple of years, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you needed to know how to hold down a job. Yeah, absolutely. Like that, yeah. yeah. Develop a bit of work ethic, mm. you know, because um, teaching is definitely not for the faint-hearted. No, it's not. <laughs> it's long hours, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, well. Um. Uh, but long hours, but it's amazing time. Like you get to build those relationships with the kids, and I think that's where it all starts. Mm. You know, it's yeah. the same with anything. Mm, yeah, it's cool. And sports, You're sports. Into sports. Oh, which one? <laughs> well, how many? Are you oh, AFL, soccer, basketball. Um, what's that about? What? Like, what's that about? Like, sports? All these sports. And- I don't know. I, I, um, I was always into soccer from a really young young age. Um, let's, def- call it, let's call it what it is: football. Well, the thing is, no. I love my In this football. House, Football. Oh, mate. <laughs> too soon. We're in Australia. Too soon. Way too soon. Okay. Uh, Obviously. Get a nerve there. Get a nerve there. <laughs> Tell you what, we have a bit of fun with a guy from the UK at work at the moment, though. We, we really egg him on about the whole football, football soccer, soccer thing. thing. It's great fun. Uh, all right, I'll call it footy. Uh, I'll call it football, not soccer. You can call Australian rules. <laughs> I'll call it AFL. No, cool. I'll just call that AFL. Yeah. It's fine. By the way, did you watch the World Cup? I did. Are you happy with the results? Uh, who won again? <laughs> um, okay, France. So you definitely. Yeah, France won. Yeah, France won. No, I, I remember watching the final. I, I would have liked Belgium to have won it. Belgium? Why Belgium? I don't know. I think it was just uh, because they're an out, um, they're a good team, but they're sort of an outsider. Yeah. Haven't won it. In a, uh, have yeah. they ever won it? I think only six or seven teams have ever won it. No, Italy, Germany, France, yeah. England, Spain, and Brazil. Portugal. Portugal? I don't think no, Portugal, don't Portugal's Portugal. never won it. No. So I wanted someone other than the norm mm. go for the underdog, mate. Yeah. <laughs> the underdogs. There were many underdogs. Oh, Croatia. Oh, they yeah. Really Actually, Croatia was another one I would have loved to have seen <laughs> go all the way through. Mm. That would have been great. Um, but I think my passion for sports um, was just born. So that camaraderie um, you develop in like the young ages when you're in team sport and everything um, is something I think every kid should experience at one time or another. Mm. Obviously, you've got to have the right environment. Yeah. Um, but I, I've experienced like team sport in soccer, basketball, footy, cricket, um, not at any high level, but it's the... Um, it's all about being connected to people. Absolutely. Um, and then on, on the thing on top of that, just one of my odd passions, I guess, is statistical analysis. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated by statistics and data and how they use it in professional sports. Um, I'm reading, this is, this is ridiculous, but I asked for a book for my birthday called Footballistics and it's about all this statistical data and they've analysed it from like 1965 onwards in AFL. What is it about the stats? Um, everything from accuracy and goal kicking and the reasons why players can be accurate or not to um, momentum 
and what uh, what can happen to a team um, if they've got momentum or if they don't have momentum. Um, yeah, I'm, I know I'm boring you. I'm learning years. new stuff about <laughs> you right now. Like, what stats? I, I don't what know. Stats? Like, uh, something like if you you know when you're playing FIFA and you, you get to your half time and you got all you got your stats you got the shots on goal and uh, shots on target yeah. and then you got your possession yeah. Yeah. I don't, when I used to play that as a kid I would always like my first thing that I'd look at was who's got the most, most possession wow and then not the most goals not the most goals I mean obviously yeah if you're beating a mate yeah I'll, <laughs> you give them a little bit of an elbow to the mid get right I remember being in France and getting absolutely smashed in FIFA my ha- uh, my like house brother when you do the exchange program I think he thrashed me like 10 nil or wow. something it, it was embarrassing <laughs> and you thought you knew your FIFA oh I <laughs> Yeah, I'm not good at playing it, but... The yeah. stats get you. The stats get me. I actually did not even know mm. Like, wow. basketball, if, like, looking at it... Yeah, a, like, basketball, I understand that because Americans are just stupidly obsessed with yeah. stats. But um, AFL's the most um, data-rich sport in the world. They have a team of 10 people that record the stats of each game. For every player. For every player. Uh, every, no, not 10 people for every player. No, no, no. But, but the team 10 does people from the, for the whole game. Wow. And they work for a thing called Champion Data. And they send out all their stats and data to your mobile phone, to your computer, to the coaches. Um, yeah. Oh. It's a huge... It's pretty extensive. It's extensive, all right. <laughs> and just even the way they do it, you have to be so quick. Because the game's going. The game's they going. And they have to know each player. Wow. And they have to know what particular thing they just did. If it was a kick, what kind of a kick was it? Was it a long kick? Was it a short kick? Was it um, ineffective or was it effective because it went to a player? Oh, there's, there's so much you go into. Wow. <laughs> but yeah. So you, you asked for a stats book from uh, the Yeah. That's awesome. crazy, but yeah, I mean, they there was another uh, the stat that drew me in because of the state of the game at the moment. Um, there's a lot of talk about rule changes and changing the length of the goal square and um, where the players should start and all of this. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of debate around it. So when I opened this book, when I first picked it up at the bookshop, um, the stat I read was that there's been two point eight rule changes per season since 1990 so if you can that's 10 20 we're up to 28 28 28 times 3 which is 76 so there's been 76 rule changes since 1990 how many has soccer had or football sorry sorry football <laughs> I, don't care. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know and I don't care, but I can probably guarantee it hasn't had that many. The, fund- the, the fundamentals one. of the game haven't changed. No, you know, not. It's a timeless game. It, absolutely, it is. it's a great game. Transcendent. Sure, if you want to. Put it that <laughs> <way>. <laughs> I started with timeless. I went to transcendent. Yep. Trying to hook you in. Yeah. Didn't work. No. Didn't work. <laughs> nope. Well, the, okay. the, the, Thing is, I'm an AFL umpire as well. <laughs> in juniors, 
so <laughs> it's gonna be hard to ruin me that hard but nah love my west coast eagles miami heat basketball yeah yeah wow wow don't really have a soccer team but if i had to support one would be tottenham 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 because my grandparents are from there so I've got that, you know, loyalty. Yeah, got the lineage there. It works. I just didn't want to be one of the sheep. People. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, go for Manchester United. Everyone goes for Manchester United. Even if you're not from there, or from yeah. England. So Jake, one of the things that I've noticed about you throughout mm. your, uh, throughout our very long six years of. Uh, Acquaintance. <laughs> acquaintance. Wow. Acquaintance. Wow. <laughs> Alright, I'll just leave. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? You, you, you're not agreeing with football being transcendent. But, look, I think we can find a compromise somewhere there. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I've noticed is just how genuine you are. Uh, a person inside yeah. out and... Um, I don't know, like you've got just this real general positivity about you and about life. What do you attribute that to? Um, Again, there's only one thing I can attribute that to and that's just um, literally how God works in my life, even when you think he's not working. Mm. Um, And I think um, I've I've always been a pretty positive person. I always try and look on the positive side of things um if we are if we're coming up against something negative then i do try and uh, flip it around and um, positive yeah look at the positive and i think part of that is just how god's designed me and then where god places me and i think um certain people use uh, different gifts for different things and um, you can talk about the gifts of like, prophesying and yeah. this, that and the other yeah. but there's absolutely other gifts that God gives us and I think um, just being a positive encouraging person is such a huge thing especially in the world we live in yeah. um, where the, the littlest thing can get someone down um, and pretty much railroad their current life course yeah. you know yeah. um, and I think I experienced um, not the railroading, but being able to be someone positive, um, the most in youth ministry. And I think that was where it was uh, at the time. That's where it was super effective, mm-hmm. because again, kids and teenagers are hearing. Oh, sorry, I say kids. I mean teenagers. They're not kids, but they're younger than me. Um, they hear so. <laughs> I used to tell my youth uh, before I can. I used to tell my youth leaders all the time. Don't call them kids. Yeah. Hey. Come on, let's yeah. call them teenagers, young adults, students, whatever you want. Just not kids, and I'll kid. become one of these people. Tell <laughs> <laughs> yourself off. It's terrible. <laughs> Bad joke. Oh my gosh. Okay then. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, um, I think it's invaluable just um, being able to be that light and be positive with the kid who's sitting on the, f- the front lawn of their house mm. sobbing their eyes out because um, something's happened in their family or they've rocked up and um, their house is open mum and dad aren't home their sister isn't home and they're walking into a dark house yeah. um, in the middle of a 
low socioeconomic area where you don't know what's going on in there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, just um, like even walking into that particular situation and then just make sure like you turn the lights on. Yeah, everything's going to be sweet, man. You know, pray for them, give them a hug as you leave. And then... So those are some of the kids that you... Yeah, abso- absolutely. I, I, that particular situation, I remember because um, I've dropped this young man off every night uh, every Friday night and Sundays and um, yeah that one night I walked into his house and it was pitch black door was wide open back door was wide open it wasn't like they'd been robbed or anything it was just how the house was left just, yeah, well. but it that was so dangerous obviously because he's going there to go to sleep <laughs> um and then, yeah, obviously being there and he's, he's freaking out because he's like, crap, why are the doors open? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, some kids go through some messed up stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. And uh, my heart goes out to them and you do all you can. Um, sometimes it's out of your control. Yeah. And you yeah. Know, sometimes you just have to... So, a horrible phrase of let go and let God. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Especially when you want to be the Messiah. You want to <laughs> make sure they're okay. Yeah. You, um, you want to like go buy them a whole thing of groceries, but you're like, oh, flip, I need fuel. I'm not even going to be able to get home. <laughs> oh, there's your leaders day. <laughs> Man. <laughs> oh, my. Been there. Yeah. 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 Because one of the things that I, th- I think I noticed as well about... Uh, people especially people who care a lot is just mm. that the the reason so they're very much exposed to quite a lot of this mm. especially youth leaders yeah. I mean a lot of the youth a lot of youth leaders are quite young as well so they don't really have yeah. the experience of maturity to deal no. with like the the yuckiness yeah. as well but they're face to face with it because kids yeah. are confiding them yeah absolutely so I mean how did you go through that and still keep such a you know, a real genuine, positive, and um, not like non-cynical. Yeah. Um. Oh, actually, it's it's a hard question because the um I, I grew up like going through a, pr- a private school and everything, so I even growing up I didn't come face to face with this mm. thing, uh, these type of things. Like we would. Uh, my sister and I used to have a joke um, driving in the car that you could this is going to sound horrible okay but you could tell a rental how old were you? oh young okay. like Very under young. 10 under okay. 10 okay immature yeah <laughs> like you could tell a rental from the, the facade of a house like mm. big weeds growing up right. and so we go <laughs> rental 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 but obviously as a kid that old you don't know what's going on in the house mm. and what um, prevents that person from maybe keeping their house mm. looking nice, you know? It's something silly, but I didn't didn't see the insides and yeah. didn't see and even though my um, parents were pastors, I didn't always see um, the ugly side to people either. Uh, so starting out as a youth leader, like coming out of year twelve, um, yeah, I, I honestly don't know. Mm. Like again I think it's just that guidance of God and then the youth leaders around you. I mean, you're always going, asking for advice, um, especially when you get to those tricky situations. Yeah. And 
Yeah. Um, you go, man, this is what I've just come up against. Yeah. How on earth do we deal with this? Yeah. Um, and I think it's the wisdom of some of those leaders that are around you at the time where they just go, you know what? This one's out of your control. Yeah. But the biggest thing you can do is keep that relationship yeah. alive yeah. because relationships are key yeah. and keep praying for them. Um, keep getting them I bring bring them back to church wasn't just for or to youth group wasn't just because oh, we want them to come youth and oh. we want them to come to church because it's going to bump up our numbers or make us look good or whatever but it was give them a place of safety and security yeah. give them a place to form positive relationships yeah. because yeah I, I God can move in anything but it's almost like teaching. If you can't build these relationships, if you can't have safety and security for a kid, why would they want to pay attention and listen to anything anybody else has got to say? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I remember um, a young man um, who was coming along for ages, but obviously home life wasn't great. But as he start, as he came more and more, and he built those relationships with some of the leaders and some of the other um, youth guys who are um, a couple of years in um, to their relationships with Jesus, and um, they started to become more open, more receptive. And so I think something that um, Christians get wrong is sometimes we think God is going to make things right overnight. God is gonna um, instantly um, like snap this guy's o- uh, eyes open and make them yeah. see the truth and everything, you know. Um, but sometimes it's this gradual process. Process. It's this. Yeah. Um, to, <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is like an '80s type reference, but um, it's like God's creating this beautiful tapestry, but it takes time, you know, to come together. To come together. Yeah. yeah. You cannot create a, a masterpiece overnight. Mm. Yeah. You know, very so. true. Very, very true. I think yeah. we got sidetracked with the answer the question. No, that's, good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, so if you have, let's say you have, um, a person who's looking for, um, Who's looking for guidance maybe they've been stuck in the same place and they know that there there's more for them in their life mm-hmm. um, but they just don't know what to do what 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 sort of things would you say to them young person or older person doesn't matter I think um, the one thing that I've learned over this like past season I would call it is if you don't know what to do don't do anything yet okay which is something that I never realized but if, if you're you're stuck but you don't know where God's directing you yet don't make any sudden moves don't try and force God to make a decision or not make a decision but force God to do something because mm. God moves in his own time yeah um, so if still brush your teeth <laughs> where did that come <laughs> do you not brush your teeth I'm just saying like <laughs> I don't, I don't want people to like be like, I'm just going to stay in oh, yeah. I'm just going to stay in God. God, you do what you want. I'm just going to chill here watching Netflix. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because that can also be missing. Brooklyn 99 is awesome. Cool, 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 I'll just wait, God. I'll just wait. Yeah, just like, so. No, I mean. So it's not missing too. No, stay, stay in the season. Ride, ride the wave as it is at the moment. Yeah. Um, and be faithful. Mm. Um, 
I think we either force God to go, oh, I want to do this, this is what I'm going to do, but it's not really the plan for God. Or, um, and I just lost my train of thought. Great. Hang on. Let's see if I can snatch it back. Um, oh, I've just lost it. Stay in your season. Stay in your season. Faithfulness, like um, we try, we try and um, force God to do something. We Mm. then, if that's not working, we start to become unfaithful. Mm. Inverted commas, air quotes. You know, and start walking the other way, or we stop what we're doing. We just like hands off the um, the wheel. Um, We just no, I'm not going to serve here anymore because God's not doing anything. Like I said earlier, like that time working in the warehouse was all part of the process for me to learn things before I could get to where I think God um, is actually wanting to me, wanting me to be in the future. Mm. You know, God wants you to. If God hasn't moved you from a place, it's because there's something there for you to learn. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think life is a lifelong journey in learning. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely true. Yeah, that's good. Um, I like the points. Stay yeah. faithful, ride the wave. And faithful, like a good kind of faith. Yeah, not, not rock up with a stinking attitude. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, you know, so, yeah. Um, what about the. Hmm. What about the. Oh, I lost my train of thought. There was another. It's contagious, it mate. Is, it is. It seems to be. I think my wife's just rocked up. Yeah. Hi, Laura. <laughs> 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 it's not even a Just recording. Don't disturb us. Is it bread pickup time? I usually pick up bread with a. Oh, that's cute. No, I'm still got time. Um, Did I block her garage spot no, or something? No. no. <laughs> I, that's where I park. So. Oh, I'm using yeah. my car. Um. Hmm. Okay. Staying faithful, staying stay in the place where you're at. Yeah. God moves in his own time. Yeah. That's not an easy thing to no. live with. No. Right? Because we have 24-hour period days, mm-hmm. stuff that comes up. Yeah. It's hard to imagine a God who sits outside of time, looking at the timeline from start to finish, both of your life and both and of humanities and he yeah. see every little moment that's happening like he saw this podcast happening before it even happened yeah. you know he knew what yeah. we were going to talk about um yeah it, it is hard to just stay and wait and I think um it's something that my old youth pastor used to say mm-hmm. um it's everything happens in God's timing that's where I probably learnt the lessons from yeah but never really had it applied until that season in the warehousing and this season that um, we've gone through recently mm. um, as a couple um, it's just the waiting. Yeah, the waiting God moves in his own time and um, I, I think it just comes in it with a deep sense of um, trust and what well, do you need that? Though, yeah, and no, it, it's just it's trust and faith, mm. and a lot of people find that hard to grasp. With people go, why would you continue to hold faith in something that hasn't happened or is not happening before yeah. your eyes? Yeah, and that's and I mean, Hebrews gives you that perfect scripture Absolutely. in Hebrews eleven one. Yeah, 
Yeah. So. Mm. No, that's good. It's hard to wait well, but it's important to wait well. Yeah. Waiting, waiting well is the issue. Because some people can wait, mm. but waiting well... That's completely different. That's completely yeah. different. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. That's good. Cool. Well, maybe that can be something with schema and we talk about next time. Sounds good, man. We catch up. I love, I love, love you. you. I love you, You're too. You're a great... Great guy, great guy. And your beard is magnificent. Oh, thank you. <laughs> your hair is magnificent. Oh, my hair is <laughs> all fluffy all over the place. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, no, waiting well. It'd be good to just explore a little bit of that because yeah. um, I think one of the things that for me I think is really pertinent in, um, to the Christian walk mm. is Jesus' words, his own words, is saying, mm. saying, that we need to endure to yeah. the end. Yeah. Right? If you're faithful to the end, mm. I will give you a crown. Yeah. Right. And and so Christianity sometimes looks sometimes can look like okay, I give my life to Jesus, and yeah. now I'm just waiting till I get to mm. heaven. Yeah. There is a process. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There is a process, and part of that process is the tension, the pressure of mm. being in circumstances yeah. where. We've got promises from God, but we haven't yeah. seen them happen. Mm. What do we do? Yeah. Well, you become a Christian. You're not a lonesome thing mm. just off on the side. You become part of the body. And if you're part of the body, you're an operating part of the body, mm-hmm. which means yeah. there is still something for you to do. It's yeah. not just a matter of waiting. Yeah. There's still stuff that needs to be yeah. done. And God's got that perfect assignment for you. Mm. And you know, people go, oh, I'm not a preacher, I'm not this, I'm not that, but like I've discovered, like, I'm, I'm, although te- uh, teaching is in the Bible, yeah. I didn't think my my role in the body of Christ was going to be in a primary school somewhere. Mm, yeah, and that's so, important, isn't yeah. it? Because we need Christian teachers. Yeah, absolutely. We do. Yeah, I like that. Awesome. That's good. Cool, man. Well, thank you for your time. No, thank you. Pleasure. It's been fantastic. It's been great. And uh, you're going back to study. <laughs> oh, do I have to? <laughs> hey, you can you can stay here. Well, I'm going. <laughs> That's fine, man. Cheers, bro. Thanks, Jay. Hey guys, that's the end of that episode with Jake. I really had fun talking to him. Um, obviously, there was a lot of laughter. Did not know he was into stats, so I learned that while talking to him. Um, so it's always fun, and we are going to have Jake back, obviously, because he's such a fun guy to talk to. No, he's not a mushroom. Um, <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening in. Thanks for tuning in. If you're brand new, we hope you really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. If you're returning, thanks for lending your ear. Um, and we hope that you continue to travel with us as we have these episodes. Now, next week, we're going to have a bonus episode. I call it a bonus episode because, um, you know, obviously, I'm in the middle of recording with other people and uh, interviewing some more people for the podcast. So just want to um, 
let you know that after that bonus episode, we will have some more guests on here. So, hey, why don't you let me know how this podcast is impacting you? What are you learning? What are you finding? Are the questions that you, you, you know, you're being left with? Maybe it's a podcast three podcasts ago or five episodes ago. Whatever it is, let me know. Get in touch with me. Um, I really love hearing from you. Thank you for those of you who've been uh, letting me know that this uh, has been raising up questions um, and uh, has been getting you to think about certain things differently. Hey, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode next Tuesday.